music that is from the 1980s. That's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just it's, it's dated and the unexperienceable platform has gotten a lot better. Uh, especially with Super Mario Bros. Brothers and the third, the best one. Hello and welcome to the Bus Boys Podcast. You're going to use that as your intro, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So sad. That's crazy, man. Another absolute trash intro, which gives me a perfect segue into McClint's Mail Corner this week. Wild. Oh, no, I don't know dude. I that's a segue, but here we go. As JGD writes us. Oh, again. Let's and go. And the subject line is, worst intro ever, do it again. <laughs> well, we didn't. Sorry about it. He says, hey, boys, I can't explain why. But the intro to episode 25 was so bad that it was almost good, and I have an inexplicable desire to hear it again. I would like to hear it become a regular thing on the podcast. He's, of course, referring to the intro wherein Alexander Humble and Gage Westbrook both spoke in unison. Hello, and welcome to the Most Boys Podcast, etc., etc. I don't know how much unison speaking there actually was. It wasn't well, good. It was, it was mildly attempted. Alex going just kind of saying certain words and then to the same to the same tune, so to speak. It wasn't good, and JJD also says it wasn't good, but but he still wants to hear it. Again. It's true. It. If you want to hear that again, you might have to just listen to that episode. Hey, can we all take a time take out that real quick and acknowledge the fact that Alex started the podcast, he hit record, then immediately went to the bathroom. That's crazy. Man. That's a bold power <laughs> move insane, right there. bro. This what? does mean less Alex interrupting McLean's mail corner. Uh-oh. I only make power moves, bro. Only power plays. He just interrupted himself midstream to go talk. So. <laughs> man only makes power yeah, poops. Bro, I had to turn the valve off to get that one out there. That's insane. That's bro. crazy. Um, okay. He does make the point that since McLean called me a goober, I think it's only fair that he gets his request met. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I can <laughs> talk. Happen now. I can talk to Alex. my my guys, but Alex, what do you want? That intro the podcast. What do you mean? Uh, I need to start, and you just say what I say. But like, where so JJ good. wants it again. Okay. He loved it so much the okay. first time. So let's let's <laughs> clap sync here. Yep. Hello and welcome to the Bus Boys Podcast, starring Alexander Humble. That's me, McLean Westbrook. That's him. That me. That's him. Nas Friedman. That's me. And Gage Westbrook. A dumb guy. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a chapter in Romans. I oh, forget the I, number. You're not going along with them. Yeah, I, I lost interest in okay. this bit. Well, JJD, you heard your, you heard your precious little intro again. I did my best, but Alex we really tried out for you, like guy. a baby. So. The effort was there. Well, no, but the thought was there. It's true. I'm finding my Bible. That is not all the man had to say, however, as Alex rummages around his home to look for his Bible. JGD continues. He says, also, I would like to address the recent disappearance of producer Alex Paul. I'm not saying that I am a secret alter ego. All I'm saying is that he and I have never been in the same room together, and Knox is the only one who knows both of us. A fair point, however... I did just... There is also an email from Alex Paul in this episode of McLean's Mail Corner, so... I'm assuming they're not the same? Could be. Could Maybe he's trying to throw me off. Anyways, I'm writing to thank you for weighing in on my previous question about intent versus outcome, even though two and a half of you were wrong. Oh, cool. I want to follow up with a question about future consequences. I recently encountered this quote, and I was curious to get your take on it. 
quote, the rights of posterity are more important than the immediate desires or needs of the present, end quote. As always, I would like to know how you feel this lines up or doesn't line up with biblical theology. Sincerely, J.J. Paul, definitely not your mortal enemy or a goober. P.S. <laughs> your episodes are still really long. Heck yeah, Gamer. That's the plan. Suck, don't it? Sounds like a goober oh, complaint right there. McLean, you were sitting on top of it. Um, so what's the oh, next to to The quote is... The rights of posterity Prosperity are more important. A posterity are more important than the immediate desires or needs of the present. What does that even mean? See, All future generations of people, according to Google. That's what I'm wondering as well. So right now I'm looking up the rights of posterity. Are, okay, so is he saying the rights of future generations are more important than current problems? Uh, are you talking? Is he talking so? about like climate change or something? Is well, that like the I don't kind know of thing what this quote came from? Who said it? When? Why? Etc. We have zero context. Yeah, we really don't. Okay, in a place as special as Yosemite, Olmsted said the rights of posterity are more important than the desires of the presence. He called for strict regulations to protect the landscape from anything that would harm it and stressed the importance of making Yosemite accessible to everyone. In a okay. conversation about the national parks so and it's conservation. About, it, land conservation. About that, I'm a very big uh, fan of conservationism. Notice how Gage movement. switched when you use different terms. You could say climate change, Gage would have called you a goober. But you talk about conservationism, Gage is all in, I'm, baby. I'm a big fan of conservationism. I think. Uh, I, I think don't think that we should tear down swaths of the Amazon rainforest. I'm with you. I'm just trying to, trying to find the rest of my sentence. It just seems like. Just seems like. I think Alex I, sat on ooh, it. Like wow. Oh, yeah, could I did. you maybe stand up? Yeah, sure. Okay, could you maybe turn around? Yep. Could you maybe start walking? Couch in the way, guys. Damn. Sorry about anyway. It. Gage, I need to have to call the ambulance. Maybe, because I'm having an issue. Okay. Dude, he's an FB cry case waiting to happen. Anyway, I, I, I'm a big fan of the conservationist movement. I think uh, uh, preserving uh, the earth that uh, uh, has been created uh, by God is a very important endeavor. And uh, although I don't uh, go so far as to just say, you know, I'm fall in line with a lot of like emissions regulations and stuff like that, I think most. Uh, most of the science for climate change or most of the reason why the climate is changing is coming from places with no emissions laws like uh, a lot of Asian industrial countries. Uh, that being said... You can just say China. Well, that and other manufacturing And North Korea, like of course. Japan, also North Korea. You know, just Taiwan, the communist ones. But uh, to, the, to the quote, I think in terms of like national parks and stuff, yes, it's important to preserve those for future generations to be able to experience them uh, the way we have and the way our uh, previous uh, peoples have. I think uh, there's a lot of value to see the natural beauty and wonder of this world and earth and planet. Um, so yes, I agree. Um, I think it's, it's almost like, uh, I believe, sorry, McLean. But in Genesis... My sentence. Uh, cut away and thrown out. Nah, you go first, guy. I, I was just going to, to say, I, I think this is a good example when you look at you, things like Yosemite National Park or other like land preserves. It's easy to say that uh, you know we should preserve this for posterity instead of just using it up for no purpose or not any real issue. Uh I think it's I think it's a good idea to preserve uh, the environment and natural wonders like Yosemite or other national parks, of course. 
But I'm not going to necessarily say that the rights of people that aren't alive yet are more important than the rights of people that are alive. I think uh, we should mm-hmm. we should be doing things to focus on the here and now, of course. But I don't know if that has necessarily an overlap with things like Yosemite. I don't think you need to build up Yosemite and put a condo on it. I think that's something people might want to do, but it's not something that needs to be done. So I think the needs of the present probably should get put in place before the needs of the future. I don't know. If, you, if there's like a more specific, like a different example to talk about in this kind of issue, I don't know. Well, it's just like if you're not going to do undo or unnecessary damage to the future, then it's not a big deal to do things that you need to do now. Like, I don't know. Some may say, take the nuclear bombing of Japan. Mm-hmm. Semi-extreme example, but at the present time, it ended a war and potentially was a threat against Russia, who was considering continuing their Iron Curtain domination of Europe. Um, and we were like, actually, don't, because guess what? We can blow up your entire cities. Um, yeah, but they still did. The, Russia stopped. <laughs> they stopped encroaching on other people's territory, but they still held very much an Iron Curtain. Oh, yes, but they didn't take all of Europe. All okay. the way through France and Spain. It only took, what, like 40 years for them to stop? And a Cold yeah. War where the whole world was literally just waiting for everything to yes. go into nuclear mm, winter. So did, any, did anybody get bombed? It didn't there? actually happen, Japan, though. So. So I think it didn't, but it almost happened multiple times. Oh, but yes. It we, we know. Um, but anyways, what I'm saying is you have like some lasting damage of like radiation. You have the fact that we literally bombed this country and stuff. But to the effect of the present, like... It stopped a whole bunch of things that, hypothetically, even in the future, would have been bad. Anyways, so, like, I don't know. I'm trying to find an example where it's, like, doing something now would have a negative impact on the future. I don't... So you shouldn't do it, perhaps, but there's very few things that seem to really do that. I was going to say I don't know if, like, the Hiroshima bombing is necessarily a good one-to-one example, because in the present, it also killed... A few thousand people. Yes. So permanently scarred many, 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 many... Just the whole town, actually. Both, yeah. both cities die. <laughs> immediately was riddled with radiation sickness. Yes, and that's, that's what I mean. Like, There's radiation and stuff that's significant um, in some of those things. Um, I but, think talking I to know. this, specifically where the quote came from, which I believe was about conservation. It was about Yosemite right? National Park and conservation. All I'm saying is Genesis, right? Genesis chapter 2. Ah, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. And then the Lord God took man, took the man, and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate Ooh. it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, that's the part where do not eat from the tree of knowledge or tree of good and evil. Uh, then the Lord said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him out of the ground. The Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought to man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, it was its name. So technically... In a sense, it is our job to take care of nature. We aren't supposed to be nature's caregivers. I think so. There's also, of course, examples of us being like given nature to utilize for our own purposes as well. So it's, I, true. it's a it's a relationship that we have to balance out. Of course, mm-hmm. I think uh, you kind of see that with hunters. A lot of hunters become like big time conservationists. That's true. Because and more they often times have respect than not, for the land. exactly. And more often times than not. Hunting, I'd say, is a good thing. Specifically for overpopulation. 
That is true. It's when we get into territory of uh, trophy hunting where it gets kind of sus, right? Yeah, especially when you're going after endangered species. Yeah. I mean, if there's like a, a thousand giraffes in Africa, or not a thousand, but if there's like an, an overabundance of giraffes, and if there's a, a billion giraffes in Africa, then I think they're, they'd let people just go in and straight up just start... Take a couple of them Just out, start bro. taking some pot shots at them. Yeah. But... I think the the value comes in the fact that they are rare and they're not commonplace. Mm-mm. So you don't want to just start indiscriminately killing them. Yeah. But that's all the more reason why people want to. Also, True. Alex, do you happen mm. to have like ibuprofen or something? Yeah. Is your head hurting guy? I'm pretty dang sure this is another ear infection. Nice. Nice. All right, cool. That's weird. Usually <laughs> headaches happen after the Buzz Boys podcast. Am I right? Am yeah, I right? I wish it was just a headache. So I, I think to summarize a bit on your question, J.J. Paul, I believe we are, like Alex pointed out, given this responsibility to take care of and preserve the things God has given us, at the same time using them. And I think uh, from a biblical standpoint, your question kind of lines up with that idea. We're down to just two now. Yeah, we are. So I'm really having to try to make up some ground here and kind of uh, stall hey, until the next question here. We all, we all understand. McLean, how have you been now? How have I been, Gage? Been. Pretty all right. Hey, that's good, man. How, how have you been? Me? I'm, you know? I'm doing okay. Now, let's, together, let's ask the audience, how have you been? There we are. I see, it kind of kind of switches oh, wait, the wait, dynamic wait, 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 there, right? What's up? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, tell me about it. Huh? Oh, okay. Dang, man. I'm sorry to hear about that. hope that gets better for you. Hey, that's, okay. that's a good attitude to have. I appreciate that. Oh, what's, oh congratulations. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's exciting a news. That's man. big, that's, man. Wow, no way, huh? Oh, that's crazy. Twins? You don't say. Hey, that's a little too specific. Oh, well, I was, uh, you know, I was trying to cover my bases. Was, okay. Oh, and that sucks, man, but you shouldn't have embezzled all that money. No wonder you got fired. I Sorry. Draw from personal experience? No, I, okay. I was just I was just, you know, trying to come up with uh okay. with the examples, but you know. Now that they're gone, I want this podcast to be evergreen. If we were in a survivor situation here, like the show. Yeah. You had to vote either Alex or Knox off. Who you voting off? Well, I, I mean, you gotta. Knox is kind of a lone wolf situation here. Hey, no, don't beat around the bush. Just give me the answer. Alex is out, man. Let's be. I mean, nothing personal means the man. I gotta choose one or the other, right? So yeah, it's gotta well, be one of them. You see, Knox has the biblical knowledge that makes the cast better, but Alex has the jokes. And he so does have the jo- I thought you were talking more like in terms of survival, not like conversation. Oh, survival? Yeah, I mean, uh, Alex would go just because, you know. Alex is bigger, and Knox is, you know, kind of thin, but Alex, I think he's hardier. Alex would, like, try to eat. Knox has good bones, is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, he's, he's got He's got some, some healthy calcium deposits in him. Are we talking yeah. about how I am a living porcelain doll? No, but that's an interesting... <laughs> no, but state. now that you think about it, it kind of supports my decision. Yeah. I mean... Now that we're back... What are we talking about? Yeah, <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's next up on McLean's main oh, corner? Oh, definitely, we didn't... We weren't... We kind of just paused hey, the hey, audio hey, there hey, while oh, you guys yeah. were gone, so... Thank now, uh, we kind of summarized J.J. Uh, Paul's point. I think we answered think that kind of question. Next time, J.J. Yeah. Paul, if you want to send in a question, could you provide a little more context, you goober? A little more detail, please. 
How come every episode I'm I'm overcome with this unnatural desire to just dunk on JJ Paul? It's because you felt uh, really bad that you didn't do it to the extreme that me engaged it the first time. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. And that was supposedly a better episode. So now I gotta try to make the up. The two the two person dynamic, you know. Clearly, you know. what made that episode good was making jokes about JJ Paul. Dude, it's just the good cop, bad cop energy that me and Gage have. Where there's no good cop and there's only two bad guys. (laughs) Just a couple of bad hombres. Me and Gage. Anyway. Next up, we have a question from Alexander Divini. Well, Alex is about to drink some hard water from the bathroom, I think. That's crazy. Nothing. I use on. a filtered water bottle. Can we stop breaking the fourth wall on this cast? There is no Alex is this episode has been very meta. During the, cast the fourth wall has never existed in the Boss Boys podcast. Anyways, read the email, please and thank you. Email from Alexander Giovanni, Alex Paul. I'm thank sorry you. I didn't mean to dox him just then. <laughs> Producer's back, boys. He's back. His subject line is socialism? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I hate it. Don't. Hey, Bus Boys. I am unsure how I have somehow had time to listen to this podcast religiously. Heh <laughs> heh. And make also a out of it. be able to juggle school, not a cult, not and a my cult. job and my club in campus politics, but here I am. It probably helps that I'm currently listening at 2.4 times speed, and so every tangent sounds more like an offhand comment. <laughs> I have a question for the bus boys this week. Should your Christianity affect your political beliefs regarding economic policy? I understand that Christians have, for the most part, stayed to the political right, at least as far as U.S. politics goes. But I think this is mostly due to social stratification, rather than some fundamental sort of conservatism. If you have a government-run health care, or for a rather wide-stretching social safety net, is that towing the line? I don't want to go on a rant about job automation and the real story behind inflation. Knox is probably already internally groaning because he has heard my rant so many times, so I'll leave it there. I think that's just the growing ear infection at this point. But with one follow-up question. If having extreme monetary political beliefs is wrong, is there a right political system? And now back to calculus. Signed, the producer. Okay. So? This is why I consider myself apolitical, so I don't have to think about hard questions. Um, I think uh, the thing is, in my opinion, uh, the way Christians vote has become a cycle where... Christians vote Republican because mm-hmm. Republicans have a Christian platform. Republicans have a Christian platform because Christians vote Republican. Because it's Republicans pander to Christians. But I, I think the the biggest like the thing is is that mostly Christians vote on one or two platforms, and then the rest or one or two policy issues, and then the rest kind of fall fall in line uh, with whatever like Republican they're voting for. And I think the biggest example of this, and one of the big, you know, single issue things, is something like abortion. Mm-hmm. So Republicans will, for the most part, uh, have historically been against abortion. But if I may lightly nudge you back onto the path of the question, we're talking about socioeconomic policy. Yeah, but he's asking but dollars, I'm, if you will. I'm, I'm addressing, that coin. I'm addressing the part where it says why. Would Jesus invest in Bitcoin? I'm, no, shut up. Let me. Let the man talk. I'm addressing the point as to why Republicans. And Christians go hand in hand. Um, sadly, I would say. I don't think it's sadly at all. I think, I think, for the most part, uh, the big issues are voted on, and then the Republicans represent Christians, even though I don't really like any politician. Yeah, exactly. So like abortion, 
uh, some, you know, stuff like that, uh, religious freedom, all that, uh, I'll vote Republican for, and I won't feel sorry about it, even though I know all politicians are scumbags, and most Republicans are, well, all politicians are receiving a lot of money from a lot of political PACs and, you know, people. It's not a good system. I don't like our political system, but it is the way it is. Any political system and is I, flawed because it is a men. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, however, uh, on the question of socioeconomic policy or economic policy, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that coin. I don't feel too strongly either way about whether or not I should vote a certain way about economics. Uh, that being said, I believe a free market, uh, capitalist society, a laissez-faire economy is the uh, optimal uh, economy for our current day state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand that. Uh, there are certain benefits to certain social or socialist policy, and that's why we have a cur- currently have a mixed economy. Um, I think there's a happy balance between the two, but I don't think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, of course. I don't think there's a any you know Bible-sponsored uh, economic uh, you know policy that we should be voting. Rendered for. to Caesar, what is Caesar's? Other than that, yeah, pay yeah. taxes. So I think. Uh, for the most part, that's kind of an area of like Christian liberty, where you can vote however you want. That being said, I would encourage everybody to vote, you know, against stuff like abortion and mm-hmm. you know the ones that the the values that do represent your faith. You should be voting for large moral issues are worth yeah. voting for. Yeah. I'd say the only thing that Christianity really has in common with communism is the fact that we both view. Uh, History's trend, if that makes That's sense. That's funny, because before we started recording, you literally said that communism is the economic system God uses in heaven. Most likely it will be. That's it's kind of a cringe gonna, statement, Alex. There's not going to be an economic system in heaven. <laughs> there might be. There's no one On selling earth, earth in bro. heaven. On the new earth. The new earth. <laughs> it's two times bigger than the old earth. Glizzy land, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. no, no, no. Uh, I don't... Yeah. Regardless, this uh, that statement was kind of doohickey, and that was just me kind of trolling. Yeah. This is an actual statement that's supposed to be taken seriously. A large portion of society now uh, views that uh, things as the future goes on will only go up and up and up and up. When yeah. sensible people, like Christians, and also communists, weirdly enough, uh, agree that uh, society will only go tragically downhill as fast as life can carry it until something happens in one particular beautiful moment where everything fixes fixes everything bro the only part where communists and Christians differ is the fact that in communism it's when the workers rise and remove the the working class brings about change for itself and so on and so forth uh, establishes a beautiful state uh I mean, it would make sense coming from a Jewish man, Karl Marx, who established the communism idea that he would have the similar idea of what we now see uh, is as everything tends to go horribly bad, everything going on fire. And then the one... Ah, oh man, I butchered this. I think I, I would. I, I think you have an overall... Special moment is Jesus, essentially. I, I think you have That's the only difference view. between... Communism and Christianity. I think you have a better view of uh, communism as a whole and Karl Marx's ideas than actually what is accurate. Mm-hmm. I would agree. It's probably I, true. I think uh, you have a I, misconstrued view of what communism truly is. <laughs> uh. 
I mean, I obviously, no fault to you, I don't really think that studying communism and its yeah. effects is really that beneficial to anybody. <laughs> but, uh, no, Marx, dude, that is the trend, though. Mm, no, I think, I think Karl Marx, uh, he didn't view, like, society as bad. He viewed uh, the the bourgeoisie, or mm-hmm. the controlling, or the rich, the rich, as trying to, you know... And that's suppress. what I'm saying. Things yeah. will only go worse until... The working class rises up. So, too, we will say, Christians life will only get worse until Jesus comes. Mm, I, this is a weird comparison what? you're drawing. What? It's, what? A, fully it's a comparison. What makes you think that life will only get worse until Jesus comes back? Because that's how it's going. Well, the world is going to get America worse. exist, then? Dude, have you seen the state oh, that we're yeah. living in, bro? We're yeah, kind of chilling in the Bible. we Christians I mean, like we have been for the past... 2,000 years? Yeah, and but we're Dude, gone. the Bible when says that that's Christ going to up. happen. It will still happen again, yes, but it happened for a freaking long time. And it and is actually still sig- happening now. Things are significantly better right now, though. Oh, yeah, it of is. This so your, your problem is the, the statement is, things won't only you, get worse. You cannot worse. say that things will continually and only decline. Things just suck, and it will <laughs> remain suckage until Christ returns. And things Communism will- is just... People are actually inherently good if you let them govern themselves. Things will be fine. And also, which is no religion. Don't forget about the no religion part. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that part's gone weird. So, so to get off them is a completely flawed system. And the only way it would ever work is if people were actually good. <laughs> to get off Alex's dumb thing that he said, and to kind of be- springboard off of what Knox just said, my biggest problem with communism is the this uh, trust that has to be put into man to govern themselves perfectly. And I think that kind of applies to basically every economic system really only works the- perfectly if man is perfect, which they're not. So it matters, I think, less what economic system you think is the best and more the fact that you don't uh, consider man to be perfect. You realize that man is faulty and therefore any economic system he comes up with will be faulty as well. So instead of choose, instead of like saying that yours is the best, probably just calm down and understand that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying anyway, is, is that uh, uh, let's not. not the law of the universe is slowly degrading. And uh, everybody, everybody I've ever talked to as a Christian has always held the view that society as a whole sucks and will suck more and more and more. And Knox brings an interesting point to the table that there is definitely a definitive end point to where the suckage is so bad, God's, Jesus Christ is going to come back again. But uh, the the idea of like an ebbing and flowing or like something like the United States of America coming about... There could be uh, an ebb and flow to things. I'm not disagreeing to that. But what I will say is that things are going downhill. Yeah, but at the same time, the Antichrist will bring about literal world peace. Before he does his messed up stuff. Literally, the world will be, like, way up here. People will be hella happy. Oh, yeah. And then he's going to actually be like, screw you, Israel. And all this crap's going to happen. Yeah, I know. There's, It's not a downward trend. Nobody says anything along those lines. All it is is, in the end times, yeah, crap's going to hit the fan. Mm -hmm. But right now, technically, we don't, like, exist. We were never a prophesied time period. Like, we just kind of popped out of nowhere, and Paul's like, oh, yeah, we're just kind of existing for who knows how long now. Christ was literally preaching the return of the kingdom at the end of his ministry. That has not happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's Things there's just no kind reason, of vibing at this point. There's no reason to not make or try no, at least attempt to out. make life uh, better, especially in, like, religious freedom and all that. 
uh, right now because we never, we'll never know when the, uh, you know, all that's going to go down. So that could be thousands of years from now at this point. We, we just honestly don't know. And so to lay down and say, ah, oh, it's all going to get bad. So I'm just not going to do anything. <laughs> so I'm not I, saying that. I'll have that. to agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that. However, comma, I am going to, I will die on the hill of life in general is on a downward trend. It doesn't care how many nice points there are in life. Things suck in general. Yes, but just because they suck does not mean we're on a downward trend. It just means yeah, things were always bad and they will remain bad. More or less. Dude, come it's, on. It's a sin-cursed world. You don't go, more sin-cursed. Things just... <laughs> no, you don't, bad. but it enters a more desperate and depraved state as time goes no, on. No, it doesn't. Dude. Yes, it does. I, I would argue doesn't. that there has been... Uh, a, a revolution, a wave of religious freedom across the globe that has led to a better, more secure, stable life. I mean, in first world countries, yeah. 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 Countries, but even in third world countries, things are not as bad as they were. That you hear that, guys? Bad. Gage says Kim Jong-un's a good guy. That's yeah, not bro. what I'm saying. I'm saying, what I'm saying is that in many countries uh, across the world, you know, life has gotten better. Like, infants aren't dying as much. Life expectancy is up uh, due to scientific advance. Uh, so I, I don't think that, technically speaking, life itself sucks. Like, it's, it's, never, it's not always going down. I'm not saying it always going down. There's an ebb, the flow to, ebb and flow to things, but... You just said that everything's always going down. I said there is a trend for things going down. But it, there isn't. Yeah, there, like, there is an ebb and flow, there is and saying no. there's a downward trend is a constant. There's a constant statement. atrophying of existence that is acted upon by the order that is logical humanity and occasionally Christian influence. And so things just kind of do this, and yeah. we're kind of stuck in and that. And maybe sometimes the highs are higher and the lows are a lot lower, but that doesn't mean we're always, you know. I wouldn't say it's a straight horizontal line, though. I'm saying it's. It's this, except it's going. But it's not. Nothing. But it is, nothing though. in history shows that we're getting worse. Yeah, I'd say no. so. Yeah, the Dark Ages were horrible. But yeah, what markers? So much worse than what it is right now. World War Two was so much worse than we were at where we are Even at right now. Even the depravity in the Bible and stuff, I would say, is worse than here. I've said, I'd say the biggest marker for it is Christian values slowly being pushed more and more. Yeah, but that's only been in like the last hundred years or whatever. No, the, no but this, like this happens all the time. The freaking Catholic Church turning away from things until suddenly Protestant Reformation. A thousand years ago, you know, there was still a state-sponsored religion in England that if you had to follow, or you were imprisoned because you were a heretic. Uh, that I would say it's gotten a lot better in terms of being able to practice religion and. Uh, society adopting Christian values has never really been a thing. It's also gotten a lot easier to kill your kids. That's yeah, in the last fifty years, but they were also doing that stuff like, back in the uh, Bible uh, too. Yeah, a thousand years were. ago, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah were <laughs> existed in the Bible that God yeah. came and literally struck them off the face of the earth because they were true. so messed up. A thousand years up. ago, your kids were dying. Of well, why are we even arguing about <laughs> this? <laughs> this is, I was gonna say this seems like a really silly it's, sticky. It's point. such a dumb unprovable thing of, oh, maybe we're going in a more downward trend, or actually we're just living in a world that sucks. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Bible doesn't say anything either way. That's true. That's literally why I got on the topic, is because not 
started saying something I agreed with. <laughs> oh no! People have only said, "Oh, we're always on a downward trend, and everything's gonna get bad," uh, including Mukai Mashburn. But uh, yeah. Anyway, the original point of politics Tough and economic social system social. as a Christian, I don't think Knox gave an answer. I'm sure you had this discussion with. Alex Divney. Uh, Alex, he's losing the ability to focus due to his ear infection. I haven't talked too much to him about uh, politics and Christianity. Um, I would say that separation of church and state is something that is legitimate and good, Mm -hmm. and Christ doesn't talk much about politics outside of government is God-established, and that's that's what it is. You you just kind of live under it, right? And we talked about this last chapter. That's true. Um, So... Don't think it matters. There's no prescribed economic way of doing things. There was at one point um, a command to the saints who were in Jerusalem to share all things in common and stuff because they thought the kingdom was coming. Mm -hmm. And then what you see Paul doing is he's literally going around taking money that's being donated by other cities and giving it to the saints in Jerusalem because they don't have anything. Yeah. Um, Because they went through this. Uh So there's... It, even that like ends. It's not a continued prescribed thing. That's it's just a moment. Right? It was it's a, a very big moment, but it's a big. It's a moment of generosity, essentially. So <sighs> I think the, you point I, out. I, uh, I just don't think it matters. The separation of church and state is interesting because when you hear that, you think they're going to persecute Christians, take God out of the national uh, pledge, and whatever, take school to. schools. But also, like. It might be kind of good for Christians as well to separate those two and kind of not misconstrue points and sort of get this idea of, like, this is God's chosen economic system or stuff like that. I think the one thing that we can learn from history is that allowing Christianity to become uh, a state-sponsored religion usually doesn't go too well. Well, that's because uh, Rome. It's, yeah, it's always happened. Because it's, it's not real Christianity. Like, they're doing like a, exactly a, a dictatorship or some such thing, like a kingship, where mm-hmm. somebody abuses that for their own personal. King game. Henry the Henry the Eighth. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, if we get a real Christian into the White House, vote Ted Cruz I, next no, election. I think, guys. I think the biggest thing is if you're no. able to influence politics in voting He's too and busy stuff like in that, Cancun, bro. Always <laughs> vote with your morals. You I think that's, a, that's an area of liberty you have as a Christian, yes. where it's not really addressed. But I think you should probably vote your conscience. And uh, well, I'm saying is that Ted politics Cruz shouldn't say. be at is the there? forefront of your mind if you're a Christian. I'm, I agree with Alex on that. No, well, yeah, yeah it's, sure, I, but nothing mean, should be at the forefront of your mind except God. Exactly. That, that doesn't mean you can't be involved in it. If no, you can't. It doesn't mean that you can't be involved. But it's I would just even say like a, you could run for presidency or something as a Christian. There's nothing against that. No, there isn't. But I so, would say it's it, it's just kind of a yes. It shouldn't be an idol in your life, just like anything else. Can yeah. we move on. Is there anything else in this email to talk about? She's Louise. Politics is no, dumb. She's done. Uh, not I don't know. I closed. I closed the email, so I guess we'll never know if there's anything else to talk about. So, Alex Paul, if we didn't answer your question, get, <laughs> a, get a better one. I don't know. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, you be. You, I, I understand you're a little rusty after you know disappearing for a few months there on us. So yeah, you know, well, with we your haven't Bolshevik party. For, yeah. What? Three Whatever. weeks almost? It's two, been two weeks. weeks. It's, it's been, been a couple weeks. Two weeks. So it hasn't been that long. Maybe the boys were busy throwing up. Knox was busy having an ear infection because he didn't want to take antibiotics. Now ear infection. For and I was free literally the whole time. And yet you didn't record anything. 
No. Why, Maybe why I should he next time. For cars by himself. Dude, next time, hey if, guys, so if today, it's been more than a week, I am making the promise now that I will sit down and I will read Ecclesiastes. That's, that's really <laughs> for a full two hours. It's just Alex reading Ecclesiastes. That's really just Alex's way of ensuring that we will be recording uh, on a regular basis. Welcome it's back true. to Alex's book corner. Today, we're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes. Um, hey guys, so I ran out of reading books because the boys haven't met up in years. So I'm just going to start reading Jeff Kinney's Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I have the whole collection because my mom bought them every Christmas uh, today for me. We're going to be looking at uh, Roderick Rules. Okay, today uh, we're going to be looking ASMR. at Romans 14. We have yeah, three true. chapters left in Romans. We are so close to the finish line after what seems like. Don't decades. Get before the voice. Let's get 14. But Romans let's, 14. Let's, let's do 14. Yeah. There's 23 verses in this wonderful little chapter here. And there's four of us. There's four of Somebody us boys. Math. Everybody do six and then one person does five. I will start. Do five. Him that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things. Another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? And to his own servant he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord, and he that regardeth not the day, to the Lord he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not, to the Lord he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For where whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died, and rose, and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another any more, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. I know and am convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but to him who thinks anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. For if because of food your brother is hurt, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy with your food him for whom Christ died. Therefore do not let what is for you a good thing be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who is in this way serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then, we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. Do not tear down the work of God for the sake of food. All things are indeed clean, but they are evil for the man who eats and gives offense. It is good not to eat meat or to drink wine or to do anything by which your brother stumbles. The faith which you have, as have as your own conviction before God. Yeah. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith, and whatever is not from faith 
is sin. It seems like a pretty straightforward chapter, given some of the. Uh, I think we should chew on subtle messages that we've uh, we've uh, gotten in Romans before, and chewing on fifteen might be a good idea. But first, we gotta you know, chew on some meat in this chapter here. Or rather, not. Depending. Depends. But if we chew fifteen, that means we could chew sixteen too, because half of it is just green. And how about how about we we get to fourteen? How first? about we just do fourteen, and then I might be leaving because I'm in pain. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so, take um, antibiotics. Anyway. Yes, but I can't take them right now. Oh my God. <laughs> how? What time is it? Ten thirty. Actually, uh, antibiotics are a bit of a stumbling block for me. So if you could not take those in front of me, I, I won't. Don't worry about it. Vaccines yeah. are a stumbling block to me. <laughs> Okay, great. Regardless, I, I think it is interesting that uh, we had a conversation that touched on uh, movements like the Hebrew roots uh, last night that uh, have this idea that God says not to eat certain things and that continues because God doesn't change. Do, that, do they not read all of sections Romans. like Romans 14 or all of Romans? And also 1 Corinthians 8 and 10. 9 also, is in there as well. Also talk about this. Yeah. Yes. It's very it's a very similar message to what's described here in chapter 14. Well, if they're doing it in faith then No, literally. Like what it says in chapter uh, in chapter 8, 9 and 10 in 1 Corinthians is that guy, come on. We can do whatever we want. Well, not necessarily that. We can we can eat whatever we want, yes. right? Regardless of whether or not it's uh been in some sort of ritual or anything. Uh, because back in that day, uh, when you slaughter an animal in Greece, it was a part of a ritual, dude. Like, there was a whole thing about it, yeah. so on and so forth, the pagan gods. Obviously, the Corinthians were like, should we eat this? Should we not? Paul was like, bro, chow down. It's fine. You, It doesn't matter. God's given you the liberty to do so. But don't do so if you are in front of an unbeliever or a brother who is weak in faith yeah but what what we're reading here is the exact same thing it's that if you you do what you do if it's in faith then it is good so if somebody decides that to glorify god and in faith they decide that they won't Mm -hmm. eat pork or an unclean meat that's perfectly acceptable of course you don't make that a stumbling block for a brother who you know is fine with eating pork you don't say, oh, you're eating pork, that means uh, whatever. So uh, do, uh, participating in Hebrew roots, for example, as long as it's not affecting your faith or the way you believe you're saved or your gospel, uh, if you're doing that to glorify God and it's in faith, then it is completely acceptable. Well, that's literally what he says in here. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. But at the same time, he says... It doesn't matter. As yeah. long as you're doing it in good conscience, it's fine. So. I would say I would say what he says is specifically because of what you read in First Corinthians. Weaker brethren. I think the implication more with this is is to be is to say you're fine to eat whatever you want. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you say every day is the Lord's day or if only Sunday is the Lord's day. Doesn't matter. Eat whatever you want. Don't eat whatever you want. But to those who don't eat whatever they want, don't be a stumbling block to them. Mm -hmm. Say, you know what, guy? Because you're here, out of respect, I won't eat pork. But hey, maybe kind of go in your Bible and read a couple of chapters because 
Well, you yes. kind of still have freedom to do this stuff now. Yeah, and that's why it's the statement of the weaker brethren. It's somebody who doesn't fully understand the doctrine of, yes, you can eat whatever you want at this point. Yes, you can drink wine and it's not bad. Just don't get drunk. That's a sin. This is fine. Um, yeah. But at the same time, he does say, um, verse 6, he that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. He that regardeth not the not the day to the Lord he doth not regard it. He that eateth eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord he eateth and giveth God thanks. He says it's completely arbitrary. It doesn't matter as long as you're doing it unto the Lord. Cool. Well, uh, just uh, further on that point is he that eateth not to the Lord he eateth not and giveth God thanks. Are we saying that even those that don't necessarily do this, what, what, are we, what are we saying there about not eating, eateth not to the Lord, eateth not, and give God thanks? Yeah, well, it's the, it's the, uh, it's eating stuff like meat that may have been offered to idols or not. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Eateth not or eateth. That's what he's referring to, and these guys would know based on what they've gone through and. Obviously, the Corinthians also struggle with this. Yeah, um, it's a common practice. It's much less of a common practice nowadays because of passages like this, where it's not the common Christian thing to not eat pork and stuff, because we know that we're free in Christ. Exactly. Um, but some people still do that, and they they throw themselves kind of weird. Yeah, it it's the biggest problem that I've had with Hebrew roots, and I said it last night, but I'll say it again on the cast. I in a much calmer state of being. I think we could all benefit um, from a little bit of that. Yeah, probably. Uh, I very much have a problem coming from somebody who is... Uh, prosperity gospel doesn't really apply, but again, it's something to keep in mind. I'm very consciously aware of stuff like this, uh, such as the Hebrew Roots Movement, which say, yeah, this is the gospel, but then twist it in order to do something funky. And I'm not saying that Hebrew roots is necessarily something funky. I'm just saying we're no longer under the covenant of the law. And anything, even if it claims to not be, hey, we're not following the law. We're just choosing to follow bits and bobs of it. Not because we know that we're saved by it, but because God doesn't change his mind. It's, I would dare to say that it's, it's not a sin and it's not going back to an old covenant, but it's getting too close to that old covenant for it to be comfortable. I would say it's a, it's sure, a misunderstanding. That's, that's still just of theology, but the Bible right here. Yeah, I was gonna. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I was gonna say what we're reading here says that either way, as long as what you're doing is in faith, it' cool. And I think uh, verses seven and eight especially speak to that. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. It's Literally, true. no way out of that one. You, uh, no matter what, you're still the Lord's. Is an interesting, mm-hmm. interesting point in that verse. I, I think your problem is more with not them doing it, but their reasoning for doing it, which I understand. Hmm. Uh, I. I have, I don't know enough about Hebrew roots, and I just and I, I, I imagine it varies on a, like a case to case basis. So it's hard. It would I'd be say, hard for me to say. I'd say it does matter though, especially in this case because we're not talking about people who are strong in faith, 
and then go do Hebrew root stuff. We're talking about we're talking about people who are like specifically Jewish Christians, right? In this sense, um, who are new to the faith and are still uncomfortable with the idea that they need that they can eat unclean meat. Right, but that—that's exactly who this is speaking to. Is saying, "Don't, don't uh, judge your brother for doing this." It's—it's it's saying that. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. point of it. But I'm—I'm I'm also saying it's not. I would say less so. This applies to Hebrew roots things. Well, maybe it does in the sense that maybe their faith is, in a sense, weaker. Right? Maybe. Depending. They potentially, just don't understand something that's a biblical concept. I'd say that's a weaker faith, in my opinion. Yeah. Ah, that's getting into semantics they're, of they're the definition. They're called though. weaker brethren in yes. Corinthians. It's, it is what it is. Verse yeah. 19 says, Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. So, while I agree with you that I would not necessarily agree with someone who practices a certain way or avoids certain foods that they don't feel are proper to eat, I think we should, like this verse says, follow after peace and and kind of come approach this with a. Uh, I'm not saying that you're approaching with malicious intent, <laughs> but some of your wording seems to communicate. Just just be. I don't know if open minded is the right word, but calm, peaceful, and just kind of come approach them with good intent. So what I'm hearing sure. is is take a chill pill. <laughs> yes. I'm saying you're up here. I mean, be down here. If we were start, today, if we had started last from night, the, if we had started from the start, we would have seen in verse 2 and 3, one person has faith that he may eat all things, but he knows wheat like, eats, vegetables well, eats vegetables only or eats certain things only. God's calling one vegans who, wheat. The one who eats is not mm-hmm. to regard with contempt no. the one who does not eat and the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats for God has accepted him. So That's as long true. as they're not coming back at you saying, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Yes. And as the chapter ends itself, um, verse 20, For meat destroy not the work of God, indeed all things are pure. But it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. So I think what it's saying here, and what you can almost imply from some of the other Corinthian passages, is if you truly believe that you're not supposed to do this, so you're not supposed to eat pork per se. A but violation you, of but conscience. But you do it anyways. It it is is sin. It, it's sinning is what it seems like. It's it's a yeah. violation of what you think God's will is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's so a, that's like your own conviction. Yeah, part. and so under to that extent, you you have to be careful with people who truly believe that because mm-hmm. just forcing them to do it because oh look at me. I'm a Christian too. You can be like me and do this, and it's fine. It's and not a valid argument to stuff their face with <laughs> um, bacon. You know. have to be able to convince them through the Bible and through legitimate um, doctrine mm-hmm. that they're slightly misguided or you know misunderstanding something, and that's the better way of doing it. Um, and that's why it says in verse 21, "It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth." stumbleth or is offended or is made weak Hmm. um i don't think that means you can never do this no because that's the the exact opposite of what it says in chapter 9 in first corinthians i have liberty to eat and drink as i please it's just as just as those it's not saying that you shouldn't it's just saying that it's not a bad thing to do this i i think specifically in public um or around these types of people but within the confines of your own home 
You know it's go okay. Ham. It's fine. Exactly, <laughs> go ham. The bus boys go ham. So, um, um, it also, uh, I think the interesting, uh, the most interesting piece yeah. for me in the first Corinthians thing, though, is that this also applies to unbelievers, actually. Uh, you would, as in you would group unbelievers into the same group as those of weaker faith when it comes to what you do outside of your house. Uh, yeah. How so? Clarify. Uh, I, I believe it's in chapter 10. If you would elaborate, perhaps? Of course. Oh, here it is. Uh, all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own good, but that of his neighbor. Eat anything that is sold in the meat market without asking questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's in all it contains. If one, if one of the unbelievers invites you and you want to go eat anything that is set before you without asking questions for conscience sake. Uh, what? Did I read that right? I don't know. No, I didn't. <laughs> let's, let's hear. If one of the unbelievers invites you and you want to go eat anything that is set before you without asking any questions for conscience sake. But if anyone says to you, this meat has been sacrificed to idols, do not eat it. For the sake of the one con- uh, for the sake of the one who informed you and for conscience sake. I mean not your own conscience, but the other man's. For why is my freedom judged by another's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I slandered concerning that which I give thanks. Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense neither to Jews nor Greeks nor the church of God, just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of the many, so that they may be saved. Go ahead. Cool. Where, where was that again? Uh, it started there. Okay. Throw it yourself, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he wants to seek greater understanding. But no, are we all, are we all good if we start talking about something else at this point? Uh, yeah, I think chapter through. fourteen is pretty easily summed yeah. up. Well, I mean, I, I still wanted to stay in chapter fourteen, but oh. specifically, I, I just wanted to ask your guys' opinion on this because in five and six, uh-huh. the main, uh, I'll mm. read it again. One person regards one day above. Another, another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it for the Lord, and he who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who eats not, for the Lord he does not eat and gives thanks to God. And the Lord's day. Yeah. Well, you you and could apply that to to the Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, but I I recently came across an explanation. Uh, your mom sent me this video about celebrating Christmas, and it used uh, this specific, these specific two passages mm-hmm. as an argument that we have liberty in this area. I was wondering if you think it's fair to uh, extend the idea of esteeming or regarding one day above another. Does that apply to holidays as well? Yes. Yeah, uh, there is. So the Jewish holidays are usually based off of the feasts, which is probably what he's originally talking about in this. That's why no, I don't, don't have to hold the feasts. This doesn't really um, refer to just the Sabbath, because I think if it did, it would say. It would I would say. Sabbath. I would say it, it it applies to a wide range of things. Yeah. I would say it applies to Sabbath when people go to church, uh, church day, usually Sunday for us, but for Jews it's actually Saturday, believe it or not. Um, go walk to church on the Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, 
Gotta stay the night. <laughs> like a anyway. GameStop re- midnight release. Anyway, regardless. Um, uh, Sabbath, uh, which day you go to church, uh, and also holidays as well. And honestly, I, I know I've bitted uh, with you and McLean in the past about how you guys uh, don't celebrate Our Christmas war on in your Christmas, home. Yes. yes, exactly. Uh, when in reality, there is nothing in the Bible that says do or don't celebrate Christmas. Well, there is oh, in the no. Old Testament yeah. saying don't celebrate Christmas. Don't. It it doesn't say specifically Christmas, but don't do uh, as the heathen do: bring a tree in from the, the forest, decorate with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, but. Uh, Making an Asherah pole, which I don't even think you understand what that means, McLean. I'm saying it sounds like a Christmas tree to me. Oh, yeah, so you think a thing that didn't exist 200, 400 years ago? I'm saying the tradition. Is what exactly that's describing. Yes, but the tradition of worshipping a tree through decorations, specifically a tree that is evergreen as a source of it's still alive despite it being winter is a very pagan thing. You, you is this what it's like to agree technically with speak against it in the Old Testament, which is why my father has refused to have a Christmas tree in the home. He's, he's, there's nothing against Christmas, particularly. No. We do Christmas-like things, but we don't put a tree up. Yeah, you because do. it's based in pagan... And my family stuff. puts a tree up because uh, we are given the liberty to do so. Yeah. You are. Don't, I, yeah, I I stop putting sure that, that stumbling block in front of me, I just bro. want to make sure you understand <laughs> the fact that Christmas... The idea of Christmas originates from a pagan celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're clear on that. It doesn't have to be what it is now. Yes. I understand, yes, but, that, but that's why people uh, that, that verse have problems. Yes, it I is know. Of a pagan celebration. The pagan celebration of the certain. Yeah. yeah of course, I know. it's a similar situation, though, like, sure like we said, reason, to the meat. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same reason my family doesn't do much for Halloween. It's a very pagan based holiday that yeah. has zero Christian twist to it. Yeah, I was going to say, that one's so just gone. That one's just window, straight up. Are you talking about you know, my harvest party at the church? <laughs> no. But again, it doesn't harvest matter whether yeah. you but do it, celebrate it or don't. It doesn't matter. It's literally up to your own Lord. conscience. Exactly. Yeah. Basically. Bro, if you're on holiday evening, if you're like, you know what? I'm going to show the most generosity I possibly can and just give two handfuls of candy to every child that comes to my door. Okay, cool. Nobody cares. Exactly. Actually. <laughs> um, I'm going to give two I, handfuls I of diabetes out I, to I'm my pretty sure yes, that this yeah. is a little bit more than what we would consider holidays. It's yeah. Specifically, Sabbath is something that's, yes, you, yeah. you have to consider the Sabbath, um, which is why we aren't required to not work one of the days of the week. Like, it's not, it's something that Israel had to practice. It was in the law. Mm-hmm. We, we are not required to do that. Um, and it's you, still a good thing you, to do you keep saying reasons. like it, it comes to your own conscience and it's like yes but at the same time the Bible literally just says all the days are essentially alike and you can treat them as such and this mm-hmm. is fine so there, so it's your own conscience but if you're fully convinced of what the Bible teaches you shouldn't care yeah so at this point it's like you know it's the liberty whatever. given to us through Christ yes yes it is it's a beautiful thing it's um, a very important chapter uh, establishing that concept. And I'd say a very, practical concept. a very straightforward chapter as well. Me making this probably J.J. Paul's favorite episode because yeah, we, I, I <laughs> running out of topics here. We could attack yeah. 15 Y'all want right to talk now. about toxic masculinity instead? I was going to say we could let what? Knox go home and rest. <laughs> but it looks like Knox has got other ideas. I don't know. Honestly, bro. Uh, the ibuprofen is 
doing it's damage. It's kicking right? in it's and Knox is ready to take on the SJW. I'm still in pain. I don't know. Yeah, we should yeah, probably let it go. It's not kicked in yet. It takes like an hour, and he only took it like halfway in, and so, it's only been also, an he hour. he should be feeling fine by the end of this podcast at two hours, J.J. Paul. That's what here. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but only no, through one ear, though. What if we... Yes. Well, I can hear things out of this one. Yeah. Last time I couldn't hear anything. Whenever there, Alex so starts talking, fine. he just turns his bad ear towards him and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Pretty yeah. much. But no, seriously though, um, I don't want to talk about fifteen um, today. I, th- I think Aww. it's good. To, I think it's good to keep I, them another I, I, episode I think, for another day. I think we can. We're an hour in already. I, I don't think. Though we need I to do it. feel um, our next episode could be the end because I think. Like Gage said, we could tack on 16. We could tack 15 and 16. It literally is. Goodbye. It is tell all my guys about, I said hi. No, it's it's, it's literally good. talking about, hey, the person who's sending this letter, Phoebe, say hi to her, treat her uh, with respect and everything. She was also probably the lady that read this letter out to the church in Rome. Sure. Well, so you, you don't have to explain it all. We'll talk about yeah, it all then. Cool. An interesting, um, <laughs> interesting part, but certainly not necessarily... Necessary for a discussion. It's not going to take a significant amount of time unless we really want to, which some people have. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. But for uh, now, but Knox has other Honestly, ideas. though, what do you guys think about things like toxic masculinity? Do you think it's something that's a legitimate issue? What about um, the feminist movement? Is that something that's necessarily bad? Maybe it's not technically, but some people take it too far. I what just about... watched some Steven Crowder videos. I'm all in on this one. Oh, yeah. Well, no, Stop, I've, I've watched things Cringe. kind of Steven Crowder-esque, yeah. as well as things... Is it 2016 um, all of a sudden? ...in the same area. Am I about um, to make slightly... Cringe uh, compilations? Slightly I, I jokes, bro? Um, yes. I personally do not care a single lick, alright? Cool. Um, because uh, toxic masculinity is, uh, I think... Uh, an idea that exists without or outside of our uh, Christian, Christian circle. circle. Yeah, and so I, I agree. There is a certain point to which you know. Does it though? Yeah, yeah does it? I I mean, I, <laughs> a get, man has certain responsibilities as laid out in the Bible to uh, be the head of his household. I think maybe you might consider him being like abusive or being over demeaning. Over, but that's that might what... be considered like a toxic masculine thing to do and that's also not that's in line I think what Knox is describing yeah, when he says toxic masculinity it's part of it and that's what people will talk about but that's toxic, not toxic masculinity, masculinity toxic that's masculinity can also be as simple as man spreading which apparently people take offense at which is just like physically just speaking, making room for the boys we're making room and this is you know okay and there's been people who've literally made chairs that force you to have your legs together to fight the toxic masculine uh-huh. man spreading I'm familiar that's with that's stupid Actually, it's yeah. about on the level of saying a woman. Why, though? Yes, but <laughs> um, I also feel like a lot of that stuff is kind of, for the most part, low-hanging fruit and kind of oh, yeah. gets gets uh, yes. and, but gets goofed on by society. However, that's also what you would have said about terms like microaggression, stuff like that, uh, far-left rhetoric, six years ago. And now that's in my training video at work, oh, terms yeah. like microaggressions and... Things like that have now just become part of the commonly accepted yes. woke workplace. Um, so it's I think we're it, trying to force everybody to be the same. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting. Extent. We can laugh at those things now, and especially in 2016, you have your cringe comps of SJWs. But mm-hmm. now that some of those ideas start to become mainstream, well, it's feminism has become mainstream to a mm-hmm. huge extent. Yeah, and people are being like practically 
berated with this idea. Um, and college campuses and things, you just see it constantly. Um, all of your professors and everything, it's inclusivity, it's diversity, but it's all just women have to be in places of power. Um, we have to have people of other races and stuff in power to show that we're not racist. No question sexist, either. You know? This is a thing yeah. that has it's, to happen. It's just something that and has if to you be don't done. think so, you don't believe in science. Yeah, and so there's all science. these things that science. that push it crazy, right? But toxic, not even toxic masculinity, but the common masculine things that um, are potentially damaging are things like men don't cry. You know, um, false. It is false, but it's. I mean, bro, all I'm saying is the perfectly that's the, existed for a long time, right? The perfect man I, himself wept. I, bro. I, I disagree oh, yes. because I've never even seen anything about men not crying. I, I that's something I've you never only see like so. feminists say that's something that exists in the. Nobody's culture, ever but... come up to another guy and said, "Hey, don't cry. That's sissy." <laughs> well, I've that's never seen that. There's almost never guys crying in public. Yeah, well, that's I mean. just because. <laughs> well, I, I think which yes is partially just because. We don't deal with things the same way. Um, no, dude. To what, a certain extent, what what you're having a problem with is not something that one man will openly go up to another man and say, "Hey, bro, why the heck you crying?" Well, and well, then beats him up like, because of it. It's a societal pressure to always have a cool head in mind whenever you go into anything as a man. Maybe uh, I, think for yourself. I, I would have to disagree because, like, the the we do. Uh, process our emotions differently uh, than women because of biological differences in hormones and and brain uh, or brain, brain processes and stuff like that. But I I've never felt an overwhelmingly strong social pressure to not show my emotions in public. But I think there is a social pressure to keep a a calm, cool, and collected self. Uh, you know. In any social situation, for literally anybody. Well, you also hear of the critique of that when a woman shows her emotions, people call her hysteric. No, so the same actually. thing kind of applies. Actually, they get out of things like murder and stuff when they cry. Also um, true. So, I, I've no. never <laughs> seen a situation like when I was in high school. Girls were, you know, crying in the corners, crying in the corners all the time. I've seen it at work where my coworkers were doing it. Nobody's ever been like. You're being hysterical. You need to stop. That's such a... Unless you never throwing a fit, but that's very different, you know? Unless somebody's being um, a Karen, in which case they are being hysterical. <laughs> yeah. We do see it a lot at Fredrick yeah. and Myers. It's but shit, you, certainly true. But you very rarely will see a dude in the corner crying. Like, he saves it till he gets home. There are dude right. Karens, Yeah, course, which is, I would say, a much more responsible response to that. But I'm not going to say sure. that you can't cry in public. Oh, man. Cry on... Cry on company time. Don't cry on the weekends. <laughs> hey. Be happy. Go cry <laughs> while you're getting paid. Boss makes it. a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I cry on <laughs> company time. That's right. Hey. That's right. Uh, I, on, on a sort of uh, related but slightly off topic Uh-oh. note, I have, a, I have an offensive thing to say. Oh, no, dude. Okay. I see this point brought up a lot. Uh-huh. And recently I saw it in a meme form that was laid out nice in a nice format. Oh, a no, study dude, survey was conducted a, a survey was conducted asking men and women what they do to avoid uh, rape or getting jumped at night. Uh, men said they don't even think about it, but women said that they have to hold their keys as weapons, they have to park in lighted parking lots, they have to do this, 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 this. And this apparently is supposed to be some big statement on our society about how we're abusive towards women. Just because women are scared doesn't mean that there's this thing is actually happening to them. 
technically mm. speaking, what people talk about is a rape culture on, like, college campuses and things. Some people have, like, put some significant time into this, and it's not something that really exists. There's no culture around this stuff. It is generally seen as a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There, there is no doubt about that. You and, watched Stephen Crowder change my mind. Yes, and, and there are... Oh, no, I was going to say all the same yes, <laughs> there, there are people who are just horrible and do these kinds of things, but it's not limited to men. Granted, men are more so likely to engage in sexual assault and things because of the way we are biologically. You know, you know, uh, um, but also, males are more likely to be victims of violent crimes. That's just flat out, statistically yeah. speaking. Uh-huh. Um, so, yes, it is an issue, but at the same time, as a guy, you can't just walk around at night with your headphones in because you might literally get mugged or something. And actually, the likelihood of them doing it to you is slightly higher than for a girl. Granted, that doesn't mean that as a girl you should just wander around late at night. It's not okay. Yeah, I, but I, I think but. the funniest part is that if women were allowed to conceal carry weapons on campus, then uh, rape it would, it would drop, would drop <laughs> significantly. And so I think the problem here isn't that uh, there's a rape culture. It's the simple fact that women are biologically less uh, strong than they men, less men have more confidence. I would so, say they're, they're physically not even capable. not even going to the whole biological argument. I'd say it's just there's a general culture of I don't want to say fear mongering, but it's pretty close to what it is in reality. You know what I mean? It, it's the it's idea weird. is so brought up and implanted into everyone's heads, especially uh, from. Uh, woman to daughter for good reason right sure. you want to be able to uh, teach your children hey don't go walking out late at night because if you do somebody might jump you that's not to say that every single time you do you will get jumped same thing can be said about locking your door you don't lock your door every night because you think that a criminal is going to come every night just going to stroll along and just try a door <laughs> every night <laughs> just like dang well, hey, tomorrow I guess just have a concealed weapon. My point is, no, women no, guns don't solve every problem. It, it helps. With I didn't get my store discount. God. <laughs> no, that guy. Who I don't want to wear a mask. Who didn't want to take a mask, so he just flashed his glass <laughs> and said, "Don't need one." Didn't that was why? Didn't have that to wear a mask. Crazy, did he? No, he did not wear his mask though. But so, anyway, he shot Corona so out of the sky. My, my point is, my point is, when with his six, when you see a woman tweet on Twitter. Uh, I was afraid of getting raped one night, so I didn't go out at night. That doesn't mean people are out there attempting to actively rape you. That means you're afraid of it, but that doesn't necessarily prove that there's a problem with society. But technically speaking, yes, it does happen. And it, it is yes, a problem with Gage society. Said, it does happen. But yes, G- Gage's answer and solution is concealed carry permits. This is great. But at the same time, if you were a young woman, like 25 down at least i would uh-huh. say it is generally a good idea to walk around not by yourself also with mates. also <laughs> with guys the best way to not have that kind of crap happen to you is to be around other guys mm-hmm. and we have this stigma of you know it's the only thing on guys minds and things and stuff like that where it's like all men are this way all men are animals whatever for good reason to a certain extent yes yeah. But not all men are animals. Not all men are animals. But and you have to be careful rape, with this. But rape is committed by a vast minority of men. And there are... And if, you, if you're if you scared of going out at night, especially on a college campus, there are things like campus security. 
mm-hmm. that literally have services where they will walk you around. It's if you true. fear walking from one place to another, one building to another, and that's a thing on just about every, every campus. college campus. Uh, if ISU has it, most colleges have it. There's, there's <laughs> I'd even say a lot more woke campuses than ISU out there. And, yeah. it, and to, be, to be afraid of rape on a college campus, um, you have to you have to kind of give in and to to the narrative a bit because there are so many ways to prevent this. There are preventative measures. Um, and of course, I think every female student should be lobbying for their campus administration to allow them to carry. You know weapons. what? You know what I would say Mace, is the uh, is a greater overall solution, which kind of encompasses a lot of the solutions which we've already what? described. Uh, become saved, so that way you can no longer live in constant fear of something that might never happen to you. Sure. By only trusting in God and putting all your worries upon Him. Okay. And. Having general common sense. Yes, this does help a lot. Yeah, um, there's a distinct lack of common sense in today's society. That's I wouldn't say it's a lack of common sense. I'd say it's a lack of our definition of common sense. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yes, um, but we were like actually thinking through these things. You know, um, we, we've kind of derailed a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say talking about, talking about it, it, God it, it, for like no, a couple not of that. minutes. <laughs> I'm just saying the whole conversation and talking about rape culture and things has kind of derailed a little bit. Yes, we're still kind of on the topic, but um, I do want to say that um, just because society isn't super nice to females all the time and there are significant things that they have to be concerned with, it's not anything new. It's something that's inherent. It doesn't mean that it's a cultural thing. It doesn't mean that it's a, the government is making this happen or something. It's just people are sinful, right? Uh-huh. We live um, in a fallen world with an evil man. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to say that it goes both ways. There's mm-hmm. things in our culture and in our um, societies that are very toxic to the way males are supposed to operate. Our entire like school system is very bad for youth of the male variety. Being forced to just sit consistently and have to just memorize things goes against the nature of youthful Especially energy. Especially at right? such a young age as well. Yeah, it's it's so early that Being, you're forcing uh, these Forcibly things, taken right? from your parental unit and put into these government education But the centers. thing is, like, uh, I've always thought that public education and the way it is taught in schools today, yes, it is against, you know, the youthful, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But there, it's less about um, teaching kids and more about, like, Training, so like it's training you to be a cog in their machine. A, yes, <laughs> that's a that's or a very machine. Like, yes, in a machine. That's a dismal off, way of putting it, but yes. Degree, if you don't think you're going to be spending thirty years behind a desk, looking at a computer screen and crunching numbers like you did in high school and middle school, you're sorely mistaken. Dude. No, I, I know that's what's happening, but at the same time, we are stifling creative thinking and critical thinking I, from an extremely young age. I disagree about the creative thinking part. Because LMAO, then why do all literally almost every school's everywhere just drop everything that they can to do with any of the arts uh, <laughs> before they drop anything That's, to do with sports or exercise? Generally, no, lack dude, of funding and sports bring funding to a but school. The, well, but the, like the, the fact of the matter is in. that in today's current society, we have we have more accessibility to arts, fine arts, the ability to be artistic and creative. There are more outlets for that. There are better ways 
to do that as a career. We're doing it right now. Not as a career, but we're doing it. We have more podcasters, uh, graphic designers, more, you know... Yes, because of... Commission artwork. Because of capitalism. Yeah, but that's... But to say that... Not because of our school system. Yeah, not because of the school system. The school system... Everybody has been stifled creatively is ridiculous because... Not everybody, yes, but a lot of people who do anything, like, creative with their lives are high school dropouts because... They sucked at school. That's just, but that's that's not even a statistic you could use. That's just Bill Gates and a couple of other rich billionaires dropped out of school. I'm sure they're. But that's because they were so incredibly intelligent. To some people, or it's just people don't click with the system. There's plenty of students who just don't they get drop out of school. How? Why? You, you're not going to be able to get a job. Yeah, but you're going to be screwed out of life job because it doesn't work if, for if, them. So if you're one of these specific two percent. You can drop out of high school and go start a billion-dollar business. Okay, yes. but if school but for the rest of people, but school just screws them, and it's like, oh, your entire competency is like, oh, well, did you get your GED or a diploma? Yes, cool. But well, that's you the have way the real world works. Value. Literally everywhere is that you have to yes, do things but you're not are necessarily sig- good at or like. But there are significantly better school systems in other countries. No, there's not. Yes, there yes, is. There is. No, there's not. Yes, there is. No. Gage only Dude. knows one thing is that, and that is the American machine. The American way pr- has Spade produced Gage, not only the most successful country. The, I'd history, say it's produced the world's biggest idiot. Why has no other country been able to achieve our success? Because they're slowly catching up to us at best, and most are not as free as we are. As much as they want us to say that they're capitalist. China? You know what's happening in China with huge economic growth and stuff recently? It's because they adopted a capitalistic type market, finally, after being stuck in the frickin' Stone Age for so long with their dynasties and crap. They're still a completely socialist controlled country, so they're not gonna see the same level of growth past what we currently already have. Instead, they can just catch up very quickly to where we're at. Using economic models and things, and stealing technology. Well, no, it's be- it's because their oppressive you... country can not regulate uh, working laws or, or workers' well, rights laws. Well. Yes, they can yeah. use billions of people as their yes. workforce without paying them, and then they can produce cheap goods for cheap prices, and then that's obviously very effective. Yes, but the American education system has produced. The finest scientists, the finest mathematicians, the finest not artists. Necessarily. There's plenty of wonderful scientists, artists, mathematicians, etc. That didn't come from, from the United States, but per capita. Dude, freaking... It's been the USA all the way, baby! Well, yeah, but that's because we're a free country and you're allowed to do things that you want to do. And it's not like, exactly. oh, take a test and now we're going to shove you into more schooling like most of these other countries do. But past, past a certain point... I'm, I'm just uh, saying, the... School system is flawed. You cannot say it is a perfect system. It is not a perfect system. Nobody there has are a better system. There are I, better systems. There might be marginally better systems, there, but I don't think it's a pressing issue. I think it's significant enough that we should be slightly concerned about it. I I, I think there are things is, we should be concerned about It is a school system that is fitted that, for the industrial revolution, not for what we have nowadays. I, th- I think there are certain things in our schools that should be addressed, like uh, dropout rates... Uh, like yep. uh, depression and teen mental health. Uh-huh. Other than that, we're completely fine because our society has been built on the bedrock of the knowledge that is taught in schools today. 
Like, I evolution. can't possibly begin to express how much I want this episode to end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, I find the whole. I conversation... love the United States and everything about it, and exactly the way it is in its current it's, form. Gage is idolizing his great, country's though. government. Uh oh. When did I oh, start no. putting my country's government before oh, God? No. I don't, that I don't understand. My oh. country's perfect because it's the one I live in. Yeah, that's been Gage's. We're God's favorite nation. <laughs> That's ironic. Regardless, though, um, I just you're gonna say okay. So whose turn is whose turn is yeah, it to say uh, a prayer, that's crazy, man. dude? I am gonna say Gage you're wrong because it's the exact reason okay. why I stopped going to college. It just wasn't clicking, dude. But that's that and COVID. that. But you're able to. COVID. Nobody's forcing you to go to college, and there's a certain point where you have to put enough work in for it to be beneficial. Again, I'm not gonna come here and Gage. say you weren't putting in enough work or whatever. Gage. But my point is, I think Gage. it's my turn to pray this week. Yeah. in the episode, if I'm tell me about it. There's being honest. Uh, what do you mean? What do you What do you want to talk about? Gage, um, all I will say is, I have put in as much work as I can. At, at the time where I'm currently at now, when it comes to education, I have put in everything that I could have done. Uh-huh. Right. Um, when it comes to college to the best, not necessarily to the best of my ability, but I have definitely tried. And currently my only options right now are for being a CNA for the rest of my life, which will 100% probably either drive me to insanity or suicide Mm -hmm. or working at Fred's for the rest of my life, which is a guaranteed 100% different different options other than college that are completely conceivable. I don't know why those are your only options. And why is that no, not as widely known? Because people don't uh, uh, research for themselves about their own future. And why do they not bother? Lack Basically of ambition? Because, uh, because there's, uh, there's a very uh, and this is where real I get... way where people decide that they don't really want to put in work and they just kind of coast for their lives. And that's a um, common attitude, is not putting in any work and then saying that the system is the one oppressing them when they're oppressing themselves. Yes, and this happens, but at the same time, the system ain't perfect, my guy. No, I never said the system was perfect, but I'm saying the reason why the system doesn't work for a lot of people is because they refuse to actually put in effort and build themselves up into to a, a functioning extent, human adult. Yes, I think but at the same time, having a system greater. that works for like 50% of the population, but only that 50% well, is probably a flawed system. It, but it would work why... for literally almost everybody if they would just have the right no, attitude. No, no, it really doesn't. Dude, I'm sorry, but again, I'm going to have to completely disagree with you. If I was not homeschooled, I can guarantee you that I would have been flunked time after time. But high school is one of the easiest things you can do if you actually try. Dude, for some people, yes. I got consistent bad grades in kindergarten, not because <laughs> I couldn't do my work, but because I would finish before everybody else in the classroom, and then I'd start to goof off. Well, kindergarten's not great well, that's, on work. It's kinder, you don't you can that's get through kindergarten. kindergarten without bad grades, but you can fail kindergarten. Did, I think you'll move on. Did you move, oh, did no. you move on through kindergarten? Yeah, because my mom ripped me out of kindergarten and put me in first grade through homeschool for the rest of time on. Your mom incubated you. So That's the true. What you're telling me is this yeah. wasn't a problem. That I'm kidding. There's more than just one option. Yes, but homeschooling has 
not really been an option for a while. And in a lot of states, it's not. And home college has not been perfected. But I don't know, just things like Common Core math is literally put in place to make scores more average for more people. So people who are actually smart and good at math get worse scores because of Common Core. Well, people that are actually bad at math get better scores because of it. Why? I don't know what what the the thing about Common Core has come from because I went to high school when there was Common Core and it was not that bad. Well, I'm glad that you were smart enough to keep up with it. and But at the same time, you were never taught math in a way that was more simple. Nox, 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 This is crazy to me. Did you go to public school? No. Want to know why? Alex, did you go to public school? No. Do do you want to know why, Gage? Because my parents heavily researched it, went through it themselves, know how much of a heckhole it is, and said, we will not do that to our kids. Heckhole, bro. It seems, once again, we find ourselves <laughs> looking somewhere in the middle. Your parents were able to rear and three children this, and I teach them. I think we will slowly I don't know how that happened. That was a miracle. <laughs> Please, we'll for the love of God, shut up. <laughs> I'm not saying that it will ruin people's lives, but it doesn't do anything else. We tried. (laughs) My guy almost broke my chair, dude. Your parents who went through the system well enough to be able to become successful adults and have a family. you, You know what my dad's doing? He's working for a family business that has nothing to do with the degree he got. My mother dropped out of college because it was pointless for her to continue doing it. So she shouldn't have gone in the first Pieces. place. That's not the system's fault. She felt like she had to until she got married. And so and let's gentlemen. come together as well, fellow believers. Shut up. Why do you guys keep trying to end this? That's, oh, let us that's, just talk that's about your, this. That's your, that's your mom's fault for not researching and making her own lives? opinions. And then having What's everybody that? tell her what to do with her <laughs> it's life. It's almost... But the thing is... All right. <laughs> Some might even suggest that this is S. You know, what if we actually taught people how to, like, choose a career in high school? (laughs) Or maybe, you know, how to file taxes instead of, oh, look at the big thing in the sky. That's called sun. It gives light to plants. Now plants can feed us. Nobody gives a crap. I ain't got any more You have to go through it again if you're going to do biology anyways. Yeah, In college. But High school could be so much better than what it is. It's a whole bunch of useless information that's crammed into people's skulls that you forget. But the, 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 the point of high school isn't to teach you everything. It's to it, it prepare tries. you for the real world. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's not trying it doesn't teach you real things. And that's the problem with our stupid system. But no, it, it's it not. It teaches you how to memorize something and then output that same thing again. That is exactly that is how does. our current job market works. Is Some of the job market, yes. But there's plenty of opportunities, oh. as you've talked about, where... You don't have to do that. Yeah, but those jobs have usually people. have on-the-job training or training yes, that you complete for that you job. you just start a business. And we're able to do that because and of also, the capitalistic society we live in. Where is this idea that, that um, schools don't teach you practical math coming from? Because I was taught practical math they in high school. They teach you practical math, yes. And what teacher is going to sit down with you and tell you about how to do your taxes when you're not even making enough money and you won't be able to remember that 20 years from now when you actually won't be able to remember it. At least you'll have learned it at some point instead of learning something you like biology. You just made the argument that you forget everything you'll learn in high yeah, school Yeah, because anyway. it's unimportant. You would That's just, not true. It's completely A lot important. of people have to file taxes during high school because they are working a job. 
where they make significant enough money. They should not be in high school if they already have a job where they make significant amount of money. And you can, can make twenty thousand and still be broke as heck in high school. That, then you're doing stuff with your money you should not be doing. If you're or broke you're supporting in high school, your single mother. What is high school supposed to do? Give you like a hundred thousand dollars a year in a four hundred one k? No, but it can at least tell you how to live life semi profitably. But that's something your parents should be doing. Your parent, your parent. Half the parents don't know anyways. They just the pay somebody else fault. to do their taxes, or whatever. It's so why should fault. we teach it? Why should we teach it in high schools if you can just pay somebody to do it? Not because what if you were told that you could actually start investing money when you're very young and say you're I working a job? I was taught that. Were you? Yes. By who? I was taught that in my freshman year business math class about. Taxes, uh, balancing a checkbook. This is something that every high school student I've ever known has been taught if they went That's to public school. That's because you went to one high school. <laughs> I went to two high schools, to, first oh, off. And second schools. off, this is okay. not something that just those two high schools of uh, students Maybe from those not. schools have learned. It's something that happens all the time. People learn this practical math. And there are certain things in life where your parents should be teaching you when you become an adult. All right. Yes. Parenting has got parenting is the problem. That's what's gotten lazy it's because over the Because the family years. unit has been, I would say, systematically attacked. I would agree with that actually. <laughs> but You're the right. but but parent but the 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 uh, the the idea of parenting in today's society is is the real problem. Right? Well, and because part of that is the school's fault. You know how much time kids spend at school. At seven hours a day out of a 24-hour Usually day. it's much more than that because extracurricular activities and homework that they have to do while they're home. Extracurricular the activities are optional and homework is not that bad. Depends on the kid. Some people do not do well in school because they just are not geared towards homework and tests and things like that. They have to put hours and hours and hours into this to be decent at it. But you... you that's And then if you're going to maybe have a job and stuff... Nowadays, you rarely see parents, especially if there's only one of them. Mm. If there is two of them, then it's more frequent that you have some level of interaction. But high schools significantly impact the relationship of parent and child because it is just a lot of time away from them where you're more heavily impacted by your peers at school than you are by your parents. Which but Again, I would argue that's the parents' fault if they were split up if they were split up again that's the parents fault for splitting up and not providing a home for their children but again you spend seven hours in school a day all right and then maybe an hour for extracurriculars but as soon as you come home uh whatever parent isn't working should be there or if two parents are working they should make time to spend with their kids the it's parenting in our modern society has gotten to a point where it's less about uh it it's less about Actually helping your children and teaching them to become adults, and it's literally just providing them a way to survive. Yes, and that... I that's the say, biggest problem. I would say that's partially because you can just dump them at school, and you don't have to worry about your kids. Yeah. That's not the school's fault. That's I, the parents' it fault. It partially is. It's like daycare, but like, free. Yeah, but like, <laughs> what? what's your alternative to not, uh, to not just dumping your kids in school? How um, do you change that? I don't know. Homeschooling works. Homeschooling works for is some great people. for people that works, and guess what? You can do it in literally every single place. Uh, 
there's some severe regulation on it in a lot of places. People will literally move to Idaho to homeschool their kids because it's more free. And they in how have they do the it. freedom to do so, so I don't know yes. what the problem is. But at the same time, it's still. High school is just not a great place. And there's a lot of statistics about what actually happens in schools. And if you want to talk about things like underage smoking, it's always things like high school. If you want to talk about things like, you know, sex outside of marriage, it's influenced through high school. If you want to talk about most, like, depression, mental issues, etc., it's accentuated by high school, where you but do not have enough No, it's it's it starts and accentuated by not having your parents be strong enough models or roles in your life. To a certain and extent, but at the same time, literally, according to psychology, psych studies, your peers have higher influence than your parents, regardless of how much time you spend around them. So that's never going to change that. Yes, but having a certain level of parental influence and watching of students, like even at a high schools that are, you know, like private Christian schools and stuff, you see this thing happen. Anyways, you still mm. see the kids who are out smoking weed in the back because they just don't give a rip. Yeah, but the, um, the thing is, like, especially for myself, I made it through high school all four years without engaging in underage drinking, smoking, sex, uh-huh. drugs, any of that, because my parents uh, were able to say, hey, stop being a little goober, okay? And that's wonderful. I knew I knew the kids who smoked in the back of class or who went out drinking with their buddies, and it was always because they had nobody at home to correct their behavior or teach them about it. It is usually, yes. And also a lack of... Uh, a true uh, faith or relationship with God. Oh, I would for sure. That and that's always part of it. a huge role into it, yeah. Um, yes, but I, I just don't think the current high school system is doing anybody any real favors on those in that side of things. But I, it's not that it, it should I'm not it saying that it is horrible I don't think it and it's the worst thing that ever existed. I'm just saying concern. it could be significantly better. It could be significantly better, and I could have a million dollars, but not everything is going to work out that way. And I think yeah, but it's bigger, still something bigger, that we could strive for. The bigger concern is with uh, the family unit as a whole, and as you've said, it's been yes. under siege. That's something we should be focusing on instead of saying, "Oh, I don't think blah 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 blah." Uh, school system doesn't work because some arbitrary reason or whatever. Like I, I think school prepares. Most students, a majority of students, for the way they'll have to handle their business in the real world. And I think that uh, I, I disagree with the way schools do some certain things. I think they start too early. I think it would be better if there were four days of school a week. Um, uh, but I, I don't think that the schools are to blame. I think schooling in the United States has always been a very important part of our society, and it's always been run fairly well. Homeschooling was the norm for a long time, until we established a public system. Homeschooling was the norm when you were only ever going to live on the farm that you were going to inherit from your parents. That's all you needed to know how to do. Before public schools existed. Yeah, it's because... It's what people did. It's it's because the only thing you needed to learn was how to survive and how to read your Bible. Yes. And, and obviously in today's society, you need to know a little bit more than just, you know, mm-hmm. how to plow a field. Yes, but your parents probably know that and are fairly capable of teaching you the necessary things to join society. Yeah. And if you want a higher exactly. education, so something college. like uh, something like uh, 
taxes is something that is vital to I mean I don't get it. like everybody pays their even people who know how to do their taxes pay somebody to do their taxes for them so I don't know why that's always the go to for something schools should It's teach. just something that is like this is something that you have to learn at some point you know um people talk about well I wish I had an adult class that was like how am I supposed to pay at restaurants am I actually supposed to tip people like just no like you know, banking. Should I get a credit card or not? What's wrong yeah, with credit cards? What's a debit you can, card? These we live things. in a society where you can teach that to yourself, and the problem is you people can. don't want to go out there and put in effort. That's the it's you there's can, a but culture when you're, of but laziness. When you're touting high school as preparing you for the real world, and it doesn't teach you a lot of it's things not that preparing are real world you, things but, you will have to learn anyways. But the it, it just it, seems like it's kind of not a complete education. It, could hit some things that it doesn't. I could leave out some things that it seems to lean into. And people would be okay. You know? I mean, if if your problem is the curriculum, that would be a different argument than saying school is bad altogether. Because the I, curriculum I'm, is different. Curriculum is part of school, place though. Place. Yeah, but... But, yes. <laughs> but the, it, it your is, argument sounded like you didn't like the structure of schools. Well, there's the some specific things with the structure, like you talked about. It's too. It starts too early. It goes probably too many days, and some of these things. I don't agree with those things, and those are across the board. Mm-hmm. So I don't agree with those. Okay, well then we can talk about curriculum. Some curriculum is better than others. Some of it I think is honestly yeah, trash. Curriculum Why is are something... we still teaching evolution in our schools? It's a theory, at best, that has no definable scientific proof. Yeah, but the, the my uh, well, I would argue that evolution on a small scale does have proof. Yes. But the the big bang theory microevolution the, yeah. is the idea of survival adaptation. of the fittest is common sense. If you yes. are if you if are, you are diseased, yeah. disabled or any of those things, you will die before the other people. Yeah. <laughs> this and is, the people this is what who don't have disabilities are going to be more attractive to mate with. Yes. But, but the thing is, curriculum is something we can change. To a certain extent. Yeah, but like, that's... And we can influence it, yes. The, and the I'm, point. I'm just saying, we should. That's great, <laughs> so why don't more people do it? Because they've been taught that this is what it's supposed to be, and usually by the time you're out of high school, you're not that concerned with it. You're like, oh, well, now I'm just concerned about making a living wage. I don't have time to attack or try and build up the high school system. Most people don't work closely enough in it. Teachers who are in it but, will crap on it. But the entire like, idea sucks, of activism but they can't is, do anything. But the entire idea of activism is fighting for things. Yes, for which is why you see activist school groups. But and you no, see the people, only the only people I've ever seen complaining about the school system and wanting change are the students. Again, who I believe <laughs> refuse to put in any effort. And actual time sure. to you know build themselves up and succeed. Yes, to a certain extent. To um, succeed in high school means you have to be able to work hard, uh, to apply yourself, and to actually participate in a system that you don't enjoy and doesn't best fit you. Which is also what you have to do in the real world to succeed. To that's some the extent, point of yes. school. But I would, I would say the point of school is much broader than that, and I would say that there are groups that are vying for some level of change because they do see these problems and they're like, these are problems. Um, just because you haven't interacted with them doesn't mean Jack Scott, obviously. Um, so it's a moot point to be like, well, only the students complain because that's all they've heard. Like, 
Well, but I just, if you could show me the people who are fighting for change, the just massive the, swaths of people. It doesn't have to be a massive swath of people. But, like, the, this isn't, like, something There wasn't a massive like, swath of people fighting for the change of slavery for a long time. It was still a bad thing. That is a completely stupid argument. I'm sorry. That's not true at all. Yes, Everybody, it is. No. Yes, it is. It was the cultural norm. It has been practiced since biblical times, obviously. It was Throughout the what course happened. of history, Are people have been arguing against hope? slavery. That's to a the certain goofiest extent. thing I've ever heard. Yeah, Wait, why not are we talking about majority. Sla- what happened while we were gone? Everything and nothing at the same oh. time. Anyways, I think we've talked thoroughly through this, Gage. I think we have talked much, much... I think much. you talked thoroughly about it before... <laughs> He's about to come up and just go, does this look up to you? Um, what did he think was going to happen? I was going to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the cool, I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Bit of overconfidence, I'd say. Well, whose turn is it? McLean, I think, I think it's my turn. Yeah. Send one up. And frankly, I would be glad to be the then one that ends this it, episode, so allow me. Some of us are on our right now, which is a little... Quit Just <laughs> send it up, okay? Okay, okay. Fine. Bro, send it up. Get that out of your... Give me my phone back. Just That's irreverent. pray the dang <laughs> prayer. Okay. That seems... Or I can bring up another heretical topic. Dear Lord. No. Thank you for this day you have given us. And thank you for allowing us the opportunity to come together with one another as fellow believers and discuss your word. I hope that there has been at least some edification that has occurred as a result of this heated debate discussion between uh, Gage and Knox, whether that be seen one another's point or perhaps just the lesson that we should approach one another more gently. Uh, I ask that you continue to look over us and guide us as we go through about our lives and continue to help us see you and your will for us, Lord. Thank you for this day you have given us, and please continue to guide us as you have. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I was closing my eyes so tight. Away beyond the hills of Idaho Where yawning canyons greet the sun As it smiles above the trees in Idaho To say another night is done Warm summer winds toss the waving grain Calling me back to my home again To dream sweet memories of the long ago Beyond the hills of Idaho